0: The first half of the final parak of the Masechda discusses the mitzvah of Egl'a Arufo, which, as we've already seen, refers to a situation where a dead body, somebody who had been killed, was found nearby a city, and members of the Sanhedrin, the largest basin, the basin of 71 judges, who sat in the Beis HaMikdosh, they would come to the site where this dead body was found, and they would measure to the nearest city to see who would be responsible of taking care of this dead body. And the next few missionaries discuss the procedure which was gone through. Ask the missionary, I know how you made from where would they measure to the nearest city? If, let's say, the body was found in the middle of two cities, they need to know from which part of the body they are supposed to measure it from. And the truth is, the Torah says, your elders and your, and your judges will go out. And they'll make measurements to the cities which are surrounding the Cholol. Now Cholol refers to the dead body. And says, Eliezer says, from the middle of the person's body, That's referring to his stomach area, since that is where many of the body processes go through. It's considered a central part of the body, and therefore the most significant when it comes to measuring from the body to the nearest city. Rabbi Akiva Akiva says, Mechotmai from his nose. That's where the person breathes. He brings air and life into his body. So that's considered to be the most significant place of his body from where to measure. And the third opinion is Rebbe Lezman Ya'akov, and Rebbe Lezman Ya'akov says, it's from the place where, so to speak, the person became a dead body, and that is Mitzavorah, from his neck. And the truth is, is that this is based off a different posuk in Yechezkel, which talks about dead bodies, and that posuk refers to their necks. So Rabbi Yakov Ya'akov learns from those posukim that when we are measuring from the dead body, we measure from the dead body's neck. Mishnah Hay, so the job of the Sanhedrin was only to measure which city would be the nearest one, so once they've done this, Niftu Zikne Yerushalayim, the whole the elders, the members of the Din of Yerushalayim, referring to the members of the Sanhedrin, they left and went back to Yerushalayim. Zikne now the elders, the members of the Din of that city which is nearest to the dead body, Mivian, they would bring, and now the Mishnah brings a Pasuk, talking about the Egla Arufa, Eglas Bokar, a young calf, Ashel ubad which has not been worked, the animal has never been worked actually, nor pulled a yoke which is what an animal carries as it is plowing a field so if the animal ever carried a yoke even if it wasn't plowing the field at that time but it walked whilst carrying a yoke so it will be invalid for use as an eglo arufa that having been said, if it has some sort of wound or injury that does not invalidate it even though with regards to korbanais or a paraduma, if the animal has a wound or an injury, it invalidates it, and rufa is not invalidated just by the animal having some sort of injury. All right, when we read an and nachal eison, they would bring the animal down to what the Torah calls nachal eison. Nachal means a river, and the word v'eison says the Mishnah, v'eison kamash mo'ai koshe. The word eison is like its simple meaning in this in this case, koshe. it's hard. So it's referring to some sort of river, or perhaps there's no water there now, but it's a place where there once was a river, or it's referring to a valley, according to some. And just like the Torah says, they would bring down the calf to that place, and the Misha does note that even if it's not hard, it's not an area of very hard rock, like the Torah says it should be, nevertheless it's still valid, preferably it should be done in such an area, but even if not... The procedure would still take place and be valid. And what would they do? They would break its neck with some sort of axe. or well, not exactly an axe, a very sharp knife. And once this has been done, says the Mishnah, That area in which it was done, it's forbidden to plant seeds there or to work the land there. To do anything with the ground itself is forbidden. The toyo explicitly says that is forbidden. However, it is permitted to comb flax on that ground, or to cut and form stones. The point is, you can't do anything with the ground itself, but you're allowed to do things on top of the ground, you're allowed to use that area, you just can't use that ground itself. Mishnah Vov, once the members of the thin of that city have broken the back of the neck of this calf, the Eglarrufar, then, the elders, the members of the basement of that city, wash their hands with water in the location, in that same place where they broke the neck of the calf, the and they say, they declare, Our hands didn't spill this blood, and our eyes didn't see. And by the way, this is the reason why we're bringing all of these Mishnais about Egla Rufa in this Masechta. This is all going back to that Mishnah in the beginning of the 7th perech, which listed which things need to be said in Loshna So this is one of the things when they say these Psukim, so they need to be said like they are written in the Torah. And the Mishnah just asks, da-atenu also. Did it occur to us that the members of the Bastin are murderers? Why are they saying that we didn't spill the blood? Or rather, what are they saying? of this person didn't count our hands and we left him without food. It's not that we saw him and let him continue without any body accompanying him. The point is we are not responsible in any way for his death. It's not that he came and we didn't give him any food for his journey and we didn't make sure somebody was going with him and he wasn't alone. We are not responsible at all. Right, then, The Khanim who are present say, they declare Kapri Amch Israel Ashapodis Hashem Atone for your people, Yisrael, who you redeemed Hashem while Titim Dom Noki became Yisrael, and don't place innocent blood amongst your people, Yisrael. Meaning don't hold us, don't hold us responsible for the murder of this person. And the positive there ends off "Vine kapre Capre lahem Hadom. And the blood will be an atonement for them. And the Mishnah notes that The Karnim wouldn't need to say these last words That the blood would atone for them That is not part of the statement of the Karnim Which needs to be said That part of the posuk Is really just the Torah telling us Letting the Jewish people know, when you do this, when you go through this, a, this procedure, the blood will be an atonement for them. So those last three words are not part of what the Quranim say. It's rather what the Torah is saying will happen when they go through this procedure of Eglar Rufa. If the murderer is found before the Eglar Rufa takes place, before the calf's neck is broken, then there's no longer a need for the Eglai-Rufar, that's only when there's we don't know who the murderer is. So in order to atone for the people who are nearest to that dead body, to say that they are not responsible at all, so they go through the procedure of Eglai-Rufar. But as soon as the murderer is found, there's no need to go through Eglai-Rufar. It's now very clear that there's only one person who's responsible. And so take to there the animal can go out and pasture among the rest of the flock, meaning it's permitted to benefit from the animal, even though the Torah says that once Mishanerifar Eglar, once the calf's back of his neck has been broken, Tikaribim Kaumar, it needs to be buried in its place, even if the murderer is found, because once the Eglarifar has taken place, it's forbidden to benefit from there. However, if the murderer is found beforehand, and the procedure of Eglarifar has not yet happened, then that prohibition to benefit from that calf does not exist yet, so the calf can continue living as a regular animal, and one can benefit from it as usual, since the process of Eglagrafah didn't actually happen with that animal. All right, now the Mishnah explains. If the murderer is found after the procedure takes place, then the prohibition to benefit from the Eglagrafah does exist, Shall because it was only ever originally bought out of doubt, meaning when the Eglagrafah took place, we didn't know who the murderer was. So the whole process of Eglagrafah was indeed valid. So Eglarufa atoned for the doubt and has gone, meaning now there's no longer a discussion. The Eglai itself was a real eglagrupha. At the time it was necessary, and therefore the animal is prohibited to benefit from it once the whole process of Egl-a-rufah has taken place. And finally, says the Mishnah Nerfa HaEglah, if the back of the neck of the calf has been broken, the Ahrakachim Tzah and then the murderer is found, HaZeh HaReig, the murderer is killed. We don't say that since the Eglai Rufa is an atonement, so that also atones for the murderer himself. The Eglai Rufa only ato- atones for the city who is nearest to there, but not for the murderer himself, so even if he is found later on, he would still be liable to the death penalty for having killed another person.